Welcome to Victory GP. We're excited you've joined us, and we hope you're impacted and inspired by today's message. This morning, I want to speak on a message I've entitled, The Last Call. The Last Call. The Last Call. You know, last Sunday, Pastor Charlotte introduced something, and I, as I was going through the week, putting together what God wanted me to share on, I, I felt this very strong urge to some way, somehow, revisit a prophetic word she shared with us last Sunday. You know, when God brings a prophetic word, he brings it for a purpose. When God speaks through any of his servants and brings a word, he has a purpose for that word for each and every one of us. But sometimes it is easy for us to just, you know, listen on a Sunday morning, leave and some way, somehow, forget what was spoken. And so my, my, my assignment this morning is to, to revisit that word and by the grace of God, expand it a bit for us so that we can receive that word and walk with it. You know, when Pastor Paul shared briefly, when the prophetic word was given to him, he could have said, I'm not going to go. God doesn't force us. He nudges our hearts. And helps us to obey. But the choice is always ours. And so my prayer this morning is that as the message comes, as God speaks to you and speaks to me, we will yield to the move of God and to the promises of God. And so, Pastor Charlotte had talked about pursue, overtake, and recover all. How many of us remember that? Give me a wave. Okay, thank you. And she referenced the story of David in 1 Samuel chapter 30. I'm sure some of us have gone through the chapter, and so we are very familiar or quite familiar with what she said. But basically, she shared about how David and his you know, men, after going, in their, you know, going on in their, in their work and coming back home at Ziklag and realizing that the enemy had come behind them, taking away all their things, including their wives and children, and has sent them away. To the point that David's own men, some of them became so angry that they wanted to just kill him because it was his fault. And now David began to encourage himself in the Lord. And as David encouraged himself in the Lord, he pursued God and said, God, should I pursue these people? He sought the face of God. And said, God, should I pursue these people? And God gave him the green lights. Go, pursue them. You shall overtake them and recover all. That was a prophetic word that God gave to David. And David yielded. And the result was massive. He overtook them. He conquered everything. And Pastor Charlotte emphasized that God is bringing this word to us as a church in this season. And so she urged us once again to sit down as people, as individuals, assess in our own lives the areas of our lives that the enemy might have taken certain things from and begin to seek God's face for strength to pursue, overtake, and recover all. Maybe some of us have already gone through that in the past week. But for those of us who have not done that yet or are still in the process, 
this morning, I want to help you with some um, biblical references for us to be able to do this well. The reason is this. If God tells you to pursue, he knows you can overtake and recover. If God tells you to pursue, it means he knows you can overtake and recover all. And that is the place of faith and encouragement that you and I must have to be able to move on. In Proverbs chapter 29 verse 18, it is a verse that we normally, you know, quote in Christian circles. Proverbs 29 verse 18. The Bible says, where there is no prophetic vision, where there is no revelation, my people cast off restraints, but happy is he who keeps the law. Other version, I think the ESV said, where there is no prophetic vision. The emphasis is on prophetic vision. My, the people cast off restraints. And the restraints in other versions, it says they run wild. In other words, they just run because they've got strength. It is for nothing. One runs in this direction, the other runs in that direction. Because there is no prophetic vision. So God provides prophetic vision to give us a path to run on purpose. So that we don't just run anywhere, anyhow, based on the things in our society, but to give us a focus as we run. And you and I can definitely attest, you know, Pastor Brad shared a bit about, you know, his conversation with, with the devil and how he gave him something to go work with. But that is how our world right now is trying to, 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 to dictate to us every single day. You sit by the news for 15 minutes. You just want to run wild in one direction. You read a paper on the following day. You just want to run wild in another direction. That is the plan of the enemy in this season. But in the same season, God is providing you and I with a prophetic word so that we can run well and conquer what he has called us to do. And as Pastor Charlotte mentioned last time, there are different forms of the thing that you might have lost even in your life. Especially in the, in the last you know, couple of years. Due to all the things that we have gone through even as a people together. It might be things about you know, the joy you had for God. The peace you had in your own life or maybe even in your family. It could be the hope that you have within you as a child of God. The passion and the zeal that maybe you had for God has, has gone. And you ask yourself, before I could sit with God and study his word, but now I have that joy no more. Before I could fellowship with, with Christians and enjoy the presence of God with my brethren, but now I struggle even to get up in the morning and go to church. Maybe the strength you had to volunteer, to serve in the church and in your, in your community, it was so high before, but now... You don't even know what is happening to you. You don't feel that anymore. The Bible said the joy of the Lord is our strength. So the enemy will not come and take your strength away. He will take the joy of God in you away. When the joy goes, there is no strength for you. And so some of us are praying for strength, but we must rather pray for joy. Because the joy will produce the strength. 
And I believe this morning, God is here to restore joy in somebody's life. In the name of Jesus Christ. It could also be other tangible things that might have you know, gone missed or gone lost in your life. It could be in your family. It could be in your health. It could be in your, in your business. It could be in different areas. The point is they sit down with God and ask him to speak to you about the things that have gone missing. He has told you to pursue, overtake, and conquer, but you can only pursue strategically when you know what you are pursuing. And that is your responsibility and my responsibility. We read from the Bible that when David and his men came, they saw that their wives were gone, their things were gone. They knew the things that were gone. They knew their people that were gone. So you don't just run wild, but you run with and on purpose. Hallelujah. And so today, whatever the enemy is trying to, is used to squeeze that strength out of your life. God is here to restore that to you. You know, even in my own personal life, for those of you, I mean, some of you do know, but in the last few months, from the beginning of the year, within three months, three months of this year, I lost very good friends. Very, very good friends. Friends that I, I was in college with. We had very good times together. We, we, we served God together. You know, we, we, we had life together. We did mission trips together. We, we prayed together. We joked together. We, we had life together. Casting demons together. Everything that you can think about in life. You know, these are friends that I, I can call and ask them to do things for me. And I know they will. And within three months, two of them passed away. It was hard for me. Thank you. Some of you who know prayed and, you know, did many things. But in those moments, to be honest, it was, it was hard. I remember the, the, the second one who passed away. I, when the story came to me, I was in the office. My wife drove from home because she knew I wouldn't even be able to drive from, from work to the house. She came from home and picked me up. And drove me home. I was just broken. I went home. I stayed in the car outside for. I don't even know how long I stayed there before I went to the house. But in the process of all of that. I realized that these, were called, these people were all saved. And so thank God I knew where they were. But for me living now. I saw that the enemy was trying to use even this season. To suck strength out of me. To suck purpose out of me. To suck joy out of me. And it took me a while to really bounce back to where, you know, I, I, I was in my life and in my work with God and in, in my, my joy to doing things with God. When Pastor Shalos shared this word, even at the staff meeting before it came here, I knew that word was for me. I sat down one night at home, I read the whole book of Ecclesiastes and I was like, well, what is at all even in this life? Is it just vanity? But I know there is purpose, and I'm somebody who talks a lot about purpose. I was like, is this vanity? But God brought this message, at least to me, to help me bounce back. And so this morning, if you are here and the enemy is trying to suck something out of your life, this message is for you. The Bible says in John 10, 10, that it, the devil came to, but to still kill and destroy. But Jesus said, I came that you would have life 
and have life abundantly. So when the enemy comes and wants to find ways to suck life, life out of you, know that on the other side there is abundant life that God has prepared for you. I want us to look at the life of Paul as we've been going through the book of Acts. Let's flip our Bibles to Acts chapter 9. I want to read something here about Paul. And even this morning when I was going through this message, one thing that I really felt God was putting on my heart is for people who are struggling to bounce back from the mistakes of the past, the failures of the past, failures in quotes, the errors that you might have made in the past. And the enemy is trying to press you down by those things. God really put that in my heart. And I know that this morning, if you are here and that is you, there is freedom and redemption for you in the name of Jesus. And so in Acts chapter 9, verse 1 to 5, the Bible says about Saul, said, then Saul, still breathing thirst and murder against the disciples of the Lord, went to the high priest and asked letters from him to the synagogues of Damascus. So that if he found anyone who were of the way, whether men or women, he might bring them bound to Jerusalem. As he journeyed, he came near Damascus, and suddenly a light shone around him from heaven. Then he fell to the ground and heard a voice saying to him, Saul, Saul, why are you persecuting me? And he said, Who are you, Lord? Then the Lord said, I am Jesus, whom you are persecuting. Now, this is the encounter of the Apostle Paul. Some of us are quite familiar with him. Great encounter with the Lord Jesus. But at this place of encounter, apart from Saul at this point, being blind and not being able to see was also a revelation of his failures, his mistakes, his errors in life. Things that Paul was pursuing with all his heart, the zeal he had. God told him that that is not right. You think you're doing all this for me, but in fact you are actually fighting against me. Imagine you were that person you thought you were serving God. But God appears to you and tells you, you are actually fighting against me. We can read and just flip onto the next page, but just pause for a moment. How, would, how do you think Paul would process that even in his mind? So for all these years, in my pursuit of God and his purpose, what I thought was for him, I was actually persecuting this man. What a failure I am. The enemy, I believe, will speak to Paul a lot at this point in his life. But then when you read on to the verse 17, it says, Then Ananias went his way and entered the house, and laying his hands on him, he said, Brother Saul, the Lord Jesus, who appeared to you, on the road as you came, has sent me that you may receive your sight and be filled with the Holy Spirit. God uses this great man Ananias to go 
to minister to this man Saul to bring him back. Now, between the time that Paul encountered Jesus and the time that Ananias went there, imagine what happened in the mind of Paul. First of all, he couldn't see anything. So he did not even know, probably they told him where they were going to take him to. But in his mind, processing how he has wasted his time, wasted his energy, wasted his knowledge, wasted his resources, everything he had invested all before this time had been wasted. I'm not sure at that time Paul would consider any person as much more a failure compared to himself. But how did he bounce back to the place that God had called him? I've said it here before and I want to say it today. The Holy Spirit brings conviction. The devil brings condemnation. Anytime you feel condemned, it is not the Holy Spirit speaking to you. You can take that home and hang it on your wall. Hallelujah. Jesus comes, the Holy Spirit comes. If we are doing something wrong, he will convict us and bring us out of it. But anytime you feel condemnation, it is the enemy trying to speak to you. And so Paul, I believe, realized that, you know what? It doesn't matter what I have done in the past. There is a calling for me ahead. There is a vision for me ahead. And I want to rise up and begin to pursue that. And so Bible says when Ananias went and spoke to him, right away he began preaching in the synagogue about the Jesus that he had encountered. What a great example of someone who can bounce back from the challenges of life, from the failures of life. He could have asked them to give him some days or months to just process his grief, process his pains, process his failures. But the Bible says right away, he stepped into purpose. Hallelujah. I don't know where you are at in your life right now. And maybe what do you think is the, are the failures in your life right now? But I want to encourage you that God has a calling for you. God has a purpose for you. It doesn't matter your age. God calls everyone, young, old, male, female. He has a purpose for each and every one of us. And we all have something behind us that God has called us from. Let that not draw you back. But let the purpose and the vision that God has placed in your heart give you the focus and the vision to run. Praise God. The Bible says Paul began to preach. And I believe that Paul knew where the line had been drawn. If Jesus himself has, has come to me, he has something really for me. And Jesus told him that he's got a purpose for him. Paul knew where the lines had been drawn between his past and his future. He knew that the lines of his freedom to pursue purpose had been drawn by the blood of Jesus, sustained by his grace and empowered by the Holy Spirit. And so nothing could come as a word of condemnation to keep him stuck in the place that he was. He got up and began to pursue the purpose of God in his life. In 1 Corinthians chapter 15, verse 10, listen to what Paul said. A man who came out of this, he said, but by the grace of God, I am what I am. And his grace toward me was not in vain, but I labored more abundantly than they all. Yet not I, 
by the grace of God which was with me. What Paul is saying here, please keep it for a moment. What Paul is saying here is that God found me. He gave me grace. And because of the grace, I labored more than all the people I came to meet. Sometimes you wonder why some of these statements are in the Bible. It looks like this guy was really proud. How can you say you labored more than them all? But he was expressing the heart with which he pursued the purpose and the vision that God gave him. He said the grace toward me was not in vain. It means sometimes we can make the grace of God upon our lives to be in vain. Hallelujah. God gives us grace to work for him. The grace doesn't work necessarily on its own. So when God gives us grace, he uses the grace with us and through us to do his work. And Paul said, when I caught this revelation, I made sure that the grace of God in my life upon me was not in vain. Like David, Paul was able to pursue, overtake, and was able to recover everything that the enemy has stolen from him. The calling, the passion, the zeal to expand the things of God. God gave me a vision on the other side and he was able to do that. He said, I have fought the good fight. I have finished the race. I have kept the faith. Look at who is saying this. I have fought a good fight. Ran the race. He was able, he knew, he knew, he knew without any doubt that he had completed what God called him to do. But before he came to this point, he had to go through the challenges of bouncing back from where he had fallen. People of God, until Jesus Christ comes, there is an assignment for each and every one of us. It is good for us to come to church, to fellowship, and all of that. But remember that there is an assignment that God has placed upon your life. Anytime I read the story of, you know, um, the, the, the talents, the parable of the talents, I like how when the master came back and, you know, called his servants to come, the one who got five went to him and said, you gave me five, I traded with the five. He, he wasn't in doubt of what he did for this master. The one who received two came and said, Master, you gave me two. I traded with the two. They knew what they were going to present to their master. They were not confused about that. And so whatever God has called you to do, plays in your heart. God wants you to be able to use it for his glory. To serve other people, whichever direction he's calling you to be. To be able to use that, he wants you to use it. So that when he comes again, and we stand before him. You can do that. And once again, it doesn't matter the mistakes of the past or even of the present. God is ready to work with you to the next point. And the second part of my message in continuation, I want us to look at the story of one man in the Bible called Samson. And how this man was able to bounce back to pursue the calling of God over his life even after what we might describe as a great failure in his calling. And I believe God is going to use that to encourage us. Judges chapter 16, verse 23 to 30. Let's go there and let's read what Samson as a man went through. For those of us who were frequent in Sunday school, you probably are very familiar with the story of Samson. But this morning, you want to revisit it again. Judges 1623, 
It says, Then the lords of the Philistines gathered together to offer a great sacrifice to Dagon their God and to rejoice. And they said, Our God has delivered into our hands Samson, our enemy. When the people saw him, they praised their God, for they said, Our God has delivered into our hands our enemy, the destroyer of our land, and the one who multiplied our dead. So it happened when their hearts were merry that he said, Call for Samson that he may perform for us. So they called for Samson from the prison and he performed for them. And they stationed him between the pillars. Then Samson said to the Lord who held him by the hand, Let me feel the pillars which support the temple so that I can lean on them. Now the temple was full of men and women. All the laws of the Philistines were there. About 3,000 men and women on the roof watching while Samson performed. If the Bible is yours and you love to highlight, keep highlighting the word performed. Hallelujah. Then Samson called the Lord saying, Oh Lord God, remember me, I pray. Strengthen me, I pray, just this once. Oh God, that I may with one blow take vengeance on the Philistines for my two eyes. And Samson took hold of the whole middle pillars, two middle pillars which supported the temple. And he braced himself against them, one on his right and the other on his left. Then Samson said, let me die with the Philistines. And he pushed with all his might. And the temple fell on the lots and all the people who were in. So the dead that he killed at his death were more than he killed in his life. Hallelujah. What a story. You know, this morning when I woke up, I was going through the whole story of Samson again. And so for those of us who, don't, who are not familiar with the story, this was a man who was given to his parents and of course to the whole, the people of Israel by God. A prophecy came before Samson was, was born. And God said, I have sanctified him. You know, there are a few people in the Bible who were sanctified and called by God even before. And I mean, God gave a message to that before they were born. And Samson was one of that. His mom had been barren for many years. And God gave him to the parents and said, don't let, you know, um, don't let any razor touch his head because I have a purpose and an assignment for him. For him to be a deliverer and a judge for Israel. And so this man grows up strong and mighty in strength. You know, God can use every gift he's given to us for his glory. Hallelujah. It's not only preaching. That we, God can use every gift. Who would imagine that his strength, physical strength could be used by God? Whatever God has given to you, if you give it back to him, he will use it. And so Samson began to, to, to be the mighty man and he was fighting for the Israelites and bringing them victory and judging the people. And unfortunately, he fell into the hand of this woman called Delilah. And what happened was sorrowful. He disclosed to this lady the secret of his strength. And so the lady took money and sold Samson, cut off all his hair, and he became, the Bible says, weak as any other man. And so this was Samson at this point in prison. The Philistines, I mean, the people were happy that Samson had been caught. He had no more strength. 
he was now in their power. You know, they said, our, our gods have delivered unto us the enemy of our nation who kills many. For them, that was the end of Samson. But I like what Samson did, even at this point of his life. And this morning, this might be a message to somebody who is here right now and you think you've come to the, just the last point of your life. I could not handle what God gave me well. Or I could not handle my family, my finances, my business, whatever it is. The Bible says when Samson was in the prison and the people were rejoicing, they called him. They said, call him, bring him. Let him come and perform for us. Other versions use the word entertain us. And so Samson was brought to entertain the people. The room was filled with people to see the entertainment of God. Three quick points that I want us to put down if you're right, taking notes. One, restoration of the vision. And as Pastor Charlotte said last time, Vision is one thing that God is bringing to us. God is bringing to individuals in the church. God is restoring vision. Samson had a restoration of vision. The verse 25 said, It happened when their hearts were merry that he said, Call for Samson that he may perform for us or entertain us. So they called for Samson from the prison and he performed for them. And they stationed him between the two pillars. How could Samson become an entertainer at this point? A mighty man of God, mighty in power for the things of God, to bring victory to Israel. Here he was just a person entertaining the enemies of God, entertaining people who were not even in, in the zone of God's call. Sometimes life can bring us to a place where we become so worthless. Hallelujah. Life can bring us to a place where you feel like there is no value in you again. Samson, now a mighty man, had become just an entertainer. Before the God, that was not the most high God. You know, I am not a psychologist, but I believe that the hope that God gives us can even deliver us from the suicidal thoughts. Hallelujah. I think Samson at this point could have just thought, God, just let me die and go. Let me die and go. But there was a deep last call in the heart of Samson. He said, it doesn't matter where you find me now. God is still my God. I have the most high God with me. I might have failed him at this point, but I can still call to him again, even at this very last point of my life. And the Bible says that when they brought Samson there, his eyes had been plucked out. And the people thought that because the eyes of Samson was gone, he had no vision again. Little did they know that God was birthing a new vision within the spirit of Samson. Hallelujah. The eyes were gone, but the internal spiritual vision from God was being birthed again. And they brought him there to just entertain them. But they knew not what God was birthing inside of him. I want to speak to you. Maybe you think that physically everything is gone. God is birthing in you a new vision again. A new vision again. That will blow the mind of all those who are around you. 
Sometimes God allows some, some things to be taken away physically so that you become unpredictable. The people could not predict what Samson was going to do because his eyes were gone. Supposedly, he was weak. Nothing of value was inside of this man. Let us bring him to entertain us. Maybe you think at this point of your life, you are just an entertainer, but I want you to know this morning that God is birthing something inside of you again. God is birthing something in your family again. Birthing something in your business again. In your health again. In the name of Jesus Christ. Physically, certain things may be gone. But the God who works wonders and does many things, he is breathing something within you again. It is not the end of your life. Hallelujah. Samson was receiving a restoration of vision within his spirit. So there was a restoration of vision there. The Bible says in the book of 1 Corinthians chapter 2, verse 8, even of Jesus Christ, it says... When Jesus Christ came, you know, the enemies pursued him in many different angles. But at the point where he was crucified, Paul referenced that and said, Which none of the rulers of this age knew. For had they known, they would not have crucified the Lord of glory. Sometimes God can hide certain things from your enemies. They do certain things. They think they are just, you know, doing things to crush you, to destroy you. But God will pick the same things for his glory. The same thing the enemy thinks is going to use to destroy you. God will use the same thing for his glory. And God gave a new vision to Samson. It was a restoration of the power of God again. And the Bible says, when Jesus was crucified, little did they know that it was going to be the way when they crucified him, little did they know that that was going to be the path for salvation for all mankind. They would never have done that. If the people had known that something at this place was going to do something to them, they would have just kept him in the prison. Do you know what God is going to do in your life? It will blow the minds of those who think you've come to the end of your life. Hallelujah. It's going to blow their mind because you cannot predict a man of vision. A man who has received a vision from God. You cannot predict them. You can't stop them. God is the source of the vision. And God will sustain that vision inside of them. Hallelujah. And the second thing was the helpers for the vision. The first was restoration of the vision. Second is helpers for the vision. The verse 26, it says, Then Samson said to the lad who held him by the hand, Let me feel the pillars which support the temple so that I can lean on them. Oh my God. Just a little boy working with this entertainment guy. And the guys were ready to receive Samson's entertainment. When God was birthing vision in Samson, Samson knew that with this vision inside of me, this boy is a helper to me. With this vision that is being birthed inside of me, this boy who has been despised by all these noble people is the helper I need to execute the assignment that God has given to me now. And so he told the boy, help me. Just help me to feel the pillars. You know what? When God tells you to pursue, overtake, and recover everything, 
He has set before you helpers to help you in the pursuit of that calling. Sometimes we sit back and tell God, God, there are no people to help me in the, with this vision. It's because you haven't started pursuing the vision. Pursue it and see if God will not bring the helpers. Hallelujah. Because Samson had a vision inside of him, he was even able to identify who was a helper for him. Someone that the whole people thought could, was of no value became the helper for the vision of Samson. It is interesting to even reading of all this, you know, like boys, lads, whatever word you want to use to describe it. In the case of David, which I referenced earlier, when David and his men began to pursue their enemies based on the word of God, the Bible says if you read the story, they went to the desert and then they saw an Egyptian boy who had been left there to die by his masters. The masters, the boy became sick and so they said, let's leave this boy. And when David and his men got there, this boy was there. And they asked him, do you know of where these, you know, Amalekites have come from and all of that? And the boy said, swear an oath to me that you're not going to hand me over to them. I will tell you. They fed him. He became strong. And this little boy led David and his men right to the place of their enemies. And they slaughtered all of them and recovered everything. Who would ever think that this little boy could be of help when God gives you a big vision? You can't predict the helpers God brings your way. Just step out and just begin to walk in the will of God. Hallelujah. Even in the case of Paul, there was a little boy that also came. When the Jews, you know, were just conspiring, we're going to kill Paul, let him, you know. There was a little boy who heard them speaking. And the boy passed by and went and just told Paul, this is what the Jews are planning against you, to kill you. And if you've read the story, you know what I'm talking about. The Bible said, Paul asked the boy to go and talk to the, you know, the, the soldiers. And by that, see, the point is this. When God gives you a vision, he brings the helpers. When God gives you a vision, he brings the helpers. And sometimes, as I said, we try to think and plan and sort out where the helpers will come from. Our, our challenge or our, the encouragement is that we make a step to to move in the direction of God. And so I say, a clear vision clarifies the helpers. A clear vision clarifies the helpers. There may be many people around you, but if the vision is not clear, you wouldn't even know who is the helper among them. Who would have thought that that little boy would be the helper something needed? Something did not need a military man to come and help him break the whole building down. He just needed a little boy. Why? Because the vision was clear. I pray that God gives you clarity to the vision that he has put into your spirit. Hallelujah. And then the last point is this. Three, the strength for the vision. Strength for the vision. So God restores something's vision. He brings helpers to, you know, um, to support the vision. And then God also provides strength for the vision. When God calls you to pursue, recover everything, you know, he will give you strength for it. Hallelujah. He will give you strength for it. It doesn't matter how you feel. He will give you strength for it. And so from the verse 28, it says, Then something called the Lord saying, Oh, Lord God, remember me, I pray. Strengthen me, I pray. Just this once. 
Hmm. Maybe that is the prayer of somebody this morning. God, I just need you to strengthen me just this time in my life. Strengthen me. Strengthen me to lead my family. Strengthen me for this business you place in my heart. Strengthen me for this career. Strengthen me for this ministry. Strengthen me through this, you know, situation that I'm going through. I've got a report from the doctors. But God, strengthen me. Maybe that is your prayer today. And I just want to pray for you that just as God gives strength to something, may he release strength over your life in the name of Jesus Christ. This man's eyes were gone. His hair was gone. The physical representation of, 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 of a noble man, a great man was gone. But God is something from within. He said, oh God, that I may with one blow take vengeance on the Philistines for my two eyes. And Samson took hold of the two middle pillars which supported the temple. And he braced himself against them. One on his right and the other on his, and other on his left. Then Samson said, let me die with the Philistines. And he pushed with all his might. And the temple fell on the lots and all the people who were in it. So the death that he killed at the death at his death were more than he had killed in his life. Hallelujah. This is a man that is willing to make that last call to God. Even in the midst of supposed failure in his ministry and in his calling, he did not allow the enemy to take a ride. He said, I will call my God again because I know he is with me and he can help me. When it looked that he could do nothing, God came through for him. He held the pillars and said, I'll push again. Who is God speaking to this morning that hold the pillars again and let me help you in the process? Hold the pillars of that business again. Hold the pillars of that health situation again. Hold the pillars of that family situation again. Hold the pillars again and let me work my power through you in the name of Jesus. Who is that person? Hold the pillars and cry to your God. He said, God, remember me this last time. Remember me this last time. That I may take vengeance of the Philistines for my two eyes which were gone. God gave Samson the strength to move on and receive victory. And the Bible said that the people he killed at the very latter part of his life were more than all that he had killed. Can you imagine what God can do with you where you are right now for the next phase of your life? That is the God we are serving. Hallelujah. That is the God we are serving. If you are willing to pursue, if you are willing to allow God to be with you, the Bible says you will overtake and recover everything. What God is telling us this morning is that don't throw in the tower yet, for I am with you. I am your mighty king. I called you. I understand what you're going through, but I'm also ready to work with you. I like the story of something when you read, you know, before what I presented, the Bible said when they cut his hair, I think if you read a verse um, 22 or so, it says, and his hair began to grow again. His hair began to grow again. It doesn't matter what kind of hair has been taken from you. 
this morning, God is bringing a new hair on you. Hallelujah. Pastor Brad, you want to receive that in Jesus' name? <laughs> Amen. The Bible says, hair began to grow again. Weeping may endure for the night, but joy comes in the morning. Hallelujah. His hair began to grow again. Seasons come in life and seasons go. But God is good. I should have mentioned Derek Casey's name. Derek, give me a high five. Thank you. These are brothers, right? These are brothers. But you know what? It doesn't matter what you feel, what you're going through. God is able to bring the restoration to you. If you are willing to begin to pursue, he is willing to do that. I want to invite the worship team up. Emily, if you could do that, I raise a hallelujah. We want to sing our victory out. Hallelujah. We want to sing the, the glory of God, the goodness of God out. And please, let's be on our feet. Let's be on our feet as the worship team leads us. But even as we rise up, I'm sure God has put some things in your heart that you want to speak to him about, that you want to, you know, talk to him about, that you want to talk to him about. The enemy is trying to speak into your mind, but God, God's voice is louder. God's voice is louder. And like Samson, God will bring clarity, restoration of a vision for you. He will provide helpers on the way, and he will give you strength to be able to fulfill that vision. Just make that last call. Just make that last call to him. Thank you, Jesus. Do you want to talk to Jesus? Just speak to him. Whisper to his ears. He can hear you. Just whisper to his ears. Talk to him about that situation. He knows it. He knows it. He knows it. But he wants to hear your voice. He knew that Samson was in the prison. He knew that the eyes of Samson was gone. He knew that his hair was gone. But he also was willing to listen to the voice of Samson. Can you raise your voice just a little bit and speak to God this morning in the name of Jesus Christ about that situation? Just make that last call to God and ask him to remember you this, this time in your life in the name of Jesus Christ. Father, we thank you this morning. We give you praise this morning, Lord. You are worthy of all praise. You are worthy of all glory, Lord. Worthy of all honor, Lord. Thank you, Holy Spirit. You are the God that restores vision. You are the God that provides helpers. You are the God that brings strength again. And we praise your name for that. We raise our voice this one as a family in the mighty name of Jesus Christ. And thank you that, Lord, when all seems lost, we can come close to you. Father God, and receive strength from above. I pray this morning in the name of Jesus Christ. Father, for your children, you know the desires in the heart of your people. Father, you know what is in the minds of your people. But Lord, I ask for one thing. As we raise our voice, Father, with this last call, I pray that, Father, just as you gave to Samson, a restoration of vision, restore the vision of someone this morning in the name of Jesus Christ. Just as Lord, you gave unto Samson, help us on the way. I pray that you place help us on our way as we pursue this vision in the name of Jesus. And Father, just as you gave Samson strength again to, to bring down the walls of his enemies and to win victory at the end, I pray that Father, provide victory for your people far more than we can think or imagine. That is your word. And I pray for that grace over your people this morning. 
I thank you for hope that is restored again. I thank you for grace that is multiplied again. I thank you for encouragement in the heart of your people again. And I give you praise, Lord, for being the God that is good. Be praised. Be worshipped. Be magnified. Because you are God. And we will sing our hallelujah this morning. In Jesus' mighty name. Amen. Thanks again for listening to this message from Victory Church Grand Prairie. You can stay connected with us on Facebook, Instagram, and YouTube by using at Victory Church GP. If you have any questions, would like to access our online resources, or would like to sow into this ministry, you can visit us at www.victorygp.com. You can also text to give. Just text 587-207-4387 and follow the prompting. Thanks again for joining us at Victory GP. Reach. Teach. Mobilize.